Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is spit fire bars and film blockbuster movies. And hey, nobody does that better than the guest today. Uh, Hawaii rapper, actor, sneakerhead, Mr. Jordan Salud, a.k.a. IA. Good morning. Doing, Good morning, man. Hey, that was that epic intro. You like it? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I really live up to it, man. You know oh, what I mean? I mean, you're a legend, dude. You're a legend in the community. So I really am happy that you jumped on the podcast today because there's so much different things that I want to talk to you about. But first things first, we got to get it out of the way. What was your thoughts on the Fury Wilder fight, man? Oh man! I know you're a boxing person, so you know, growing up, you know, of course, um, in the in the boxing world, you know, my dad being who he is, and and being in the boxing gym, and being around some of the greatest heavyweights, you know, one of my dad's best friends in the in the boxing um, game is Lennox Lewis. Oh, you know dang. what I mean? Okay, well, and um, yeah, just being around heavyweights, and and first of all. If you've never been to a heavyweight title fight, like I, this is one of the fights I wish I was there. Right. Because you got guys that are 6'7 and 6'9, weighing nearly 300 pounds. Like they pretty much brawled in the middle of the ring. Dude. Imagine watching that. Like it's not like, you know, like my dad and them are like, you know, featherweights and stuff. Dude, little I'm guys. chicken skin right now just thinking about Seeing it. Seeing like big guys like that. I don't, I don't know how they must have modified that ring to withstand like Deontay Wilder and, and, and Tyson Fury going against the ropes. But That's I a mean. Good point. I wish I was there. Same. To top same. it all off, and you know, and but to the, get to the the point of the fight, I think we all kind of knew Tyson Fury is was a superior boxer. Yes. You know. Yes, we knew that for all three fights. All three fights, but Deontay Wilder has like this freak one punch power. You know, they call him the one trick pony, but I mean, he's always he could always rely on that. That's the why he great keeps, equalizer is what he, they call it. Yeah, right? he could always rely on that one punch power. That's why he's gotten this far. And you know? I, I can't remember what round it was, but three or four or something. He dropped him twice. Twice, four. Dude, I was scared. Yep. Yeah, I was scared for uh, Tyson because I was like, what the heck is going on right now? <laughs> well, I, I was honestly, I was hoping for a wilder win because then it, it continues. the. You know, they, were, they would have to fight again. A fourth, right. You know, right. It, it would have to keep going. And I feel kind of bad for him. I don't know what's going to happen in his career now. No, nah, man. I mean, I think there's still a lucrative um lucrative fights for him like if say like him and joshua, joshua fight for the second best heavyweight you know what i mean <laughs> like how you said the second best I still, I, but i think i think joshua you know he's proven to have a not been able to take a punch so well and you know that. when he fights somebody who smothers him like ruiz and you know just last yeah, fight Usyk, um you know get, you get a guy like wilder who can punch like that i think he knocks out joshua within five rounds i i kind of have to agree on that i've i don't want to be a joshua hater but i've always felt like he was just kind of a little bit overrated yeah yeah well i yeah. mean it's it's an it's a, it's historically you know and nothing to bash european fighters because you know we've had tyson fury we've had i don't know if you would consider the klitschko brothers as, as european because uh, they're like russian yeah nah. but you know when they come over to the states you know there's a different level of not too many have been able to do it, you right? Know, like, like uh, you know, Uncle Lennox Lewis, um, you know. Bro, that's crazy. That's your uncle. <laughs> I mean, we just consider him now. You know what I mean? Because it's family for you. You guys. know, he came down here to watch one of my dad's fight at the Blaisdell. No way. Yeah, we have pictures of it and everything. That's crazy. So again, for sorry, we kind of jumped into this podcast right away, but uh, the background and why I wanted to talk to Jordan about like this boxing match that just happened and it was super epic is his family comes from a uh, boxing background. I mean, yep. your your dad was a professional boxer. Uh, he was five, a champion. Uh, uh, Seven-time world champion. Seven-time world champion. Yep. That is insane. And what was his uh, weight class? Uh, he went from 120 to 135. So uh, super featherweight, featherweight, bantamweight, super bantamweight. That is insane. 
And so one of the first questions that I wanted to ask you, because you have like this, you know, dad who was in this world, you know, boxing champ seven times, done it all. He's got, he had a nickname. What was his nickname? The Hawaiian Punch. Hawaiian Punch, right on, <laughs> right there. So he's big in Hawaii, obviously, big name. Why did you never pick up that mantle and, you know, followed in that footsteps of boxing? It's something that not really your tea? Um, that was, that's more so on my dad. Um, right. You know, it's a hard life. I, it's a very hard sure. life. His thing was, regardless of your skill and how good you are, and the the politics of boxing messes with the potential. Mm. You know what I mean? The business side. I see. You saying. know, a lot, because it's such a it's it's almost like soccer. You know what I mean? Like it, so, it's it's an international sport. Everybody watches from all over the world. There's so much money involved in it. There's so many different organizations from WBA, WBC, IBO, IBF, um, that even like smaller ones below that. That you know, each one. You're, you're fighting to have this place in, in each one of these organizations mm. and promotions and you, there's different promoters and of course promoters get greedy because they want to have the most lucrative fights for their fighters and a lot of times you know within the past 20 years we've, we weren't able to see the best fight the best mm, or you right. know they're That's protecting because, some of these guys yeah because of the politics you're exactly right you know? That's why the Joshua fight has not happened yet with yeah. these two guys yeah. yeah there's just too much red tape yeah okay I can see and, that and not, not to mention what parent wants to see their child get in the ring, no matter who you are? That's true. From Muhammad Ali to Manny Pacquiao, you know, we've seen the greatest take endure punishment. You know, what, what parent wants to see their child go through that? I'm sure Wilder's mom was not fond of just seeing. Oh, yeah, he definitely. Was rocked, dude. Definitely. I rocked, mean, I look, at, look at Pac Man, such a great fighter, then gets knocked out cold from uh, was, Marquez. That was one of the look at his fa- ever Look at his family. Look, look, for us, we're just fans of him. Yes. And like, you know, for us. Just to, uh, us being fans, like how that makes you feel. Like imagine if you're pa- Pacquiao's family. So my dad, you know, I, I and I've grew, I grew up in the boxing gym, so I kind of knew the process of, of what it takes to be a champion and, and what kind of sacrifices it takes away from you, your family. So I can see why later on in life, I can see why. I trust me, I've wanted to. Oh, okay. All these some I, I used to spend summers in high school and middle school at Big Bear Camp in um in California. Right, right. While yeah. he his training camp. And, you know, I, I would be amongst, it'd be crazy because there'd, there'd be Floyd Mayweather. My dad is close to Floyd Mayweather Jr. Oh, dang. Um, Floyd Mayweather Sr., uh, Oscar De La Hoya, of course, Lennox Lewis. Jeez. They all used to train in the same And how could you camp. not be inspired, you know, growing up being around, like, these greats and stuff and then being so proud of your dad, like. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you grow up in it, it's like, you know, if you grow up in it, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't hit you oh, I as it does. Like, because I'm walking through this gym. I'm like, oh, these are just boxers. Oh, these are my uncles. I, yeah, I grew my, up my with these guys. Job. Like, oh, okay, you know, I, I wish I had a camera. Like, looking at, back at it now, I wish I had a camera that takes pictures <laughs> with it. You know, of these moments because right. I can only tell them now. And I, there's no pictures to kind of like document. say, like, yeah, document it. You I know, you. and at the time, it's like you know, for you, you're, you're say like hypothetically speaking, if your dad was a a news broadcaster or like an actor or who, whatever the case may be, even like a rapper, like you know, like. Like for my son, he's around, you know, guys like Osna, Chris Styles, like big names here who yeah. kids look up to. Right. And to him, my son, it's like, oh, that's just my, my uncles. You know ah, what I mean? Okay. My dad. Same my uncle. thing. Yeah. So, like, so you know, you're for product me, of your environment, essentially, right? Yeah. For me yeah. and my dad and his his colleagues, it was just like, oh, that's just my dad's friends and other boxers. All right. I, I, so I, it I wasn't like a, it wasn't a big thing to me then, but now I'm looking back like, damn, I wish I would have had my, my, uh, a camera with me to, you know, get these pictures. I feel you. Well, okay. Well, that's really interesting because I, I mean, you went like a entirely different route with your own career you yeah. know so that's why i wanted to touch on that first where 
you were growing up around fighters and stuff and you got to see all of these crazy things happening. Your dad was a champ, but you went a complete 180, I would say. And you went into like, you know, a more creative state where you're like one of the biggest rappers in Hawaii now. And you're a rapper turned actor, as you say, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah You're yeah. kind of doing it all. And I think you do some modeling and stuff as well. So that's kind of a complete 180, man. How did that all start? When did you get into the rap game and all of this? Um, so actually, like, the hip hop thing was from my uncle, Uncle Costa, my mom's brother. Okay. So in the 90s, he had a rap group straight out of high school. and um, From Hawaii? From Hawaii. Okay. Uh, he's from Nanakuli. And okay. the guy who was recording them was Radical Rob Anakea, who was a producer for Sudden Rush. Oh, wow. Some of Fiji's early stuff. Yeah. He's one of the bigger producers in those early, like in those in the 90s from out here. I think he's involved with some of Big T's as well. Jeez. But, um, but yeah, so he had a rap group. And, you know, he was always, he's a, my mom's youngest. The, he's the youngest out of the, the siblings. Okay. And he was the cool uncle. You know, he's <laughs> the one who got me into guy. Jordans. You know, oh, he was rocking, okay. he was a basketball player. So my uncle actually had a scholarship to Syracuse to play basketball. No way. How's That's a that? big scholarship. Yo, How tall is this guy? 6'4". What? Yeah, so so my mom, okay, so, you, you know, people know my, my dad is Filipino, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. But on my mom's side, my mom is half Hawaiian, half uh, Albanian. Oh, the Albanian is my what grandpa. Guy. So I, sorry, we're going to go dig a little, just no, give no, you some no, context yeah. here. My grandma, who is from, from Waianae, Hawaiian, worked in the mess hall here at Hickam Air Force Base. Okay. My grandpa, full-blooded Albanian, stationed from, from, uh, from New York, stationed in Hawaii at Hickam. My grandma worked at the mess hall at Hickam. Ah, uh, okay. That's where they met. That makes sense. My grandpa, crazy, I don't know what he was thinking during that time in the 50s, Dating a, a girl from Waianae, yeah. going to yeah. going to Nanakuli, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Imagine that. <laughs> and you know, his thing was like, I come from New York, you know what I mean? I, the Albanians are, and the, the oh, Greek Italians know. are crazy, you know what? I take a trip to the West Side, but but for you know, it was different. You know, there he came from a place with, with guns and violence. True to the West Side, you know, with, with fists. And my uncle, it's my right, uncle, my grandpa wasn't a small guy, six six four. Big guy, Hawaiian. you know what I mean? Yeah, 100% no, Albanian, Hawaiian, right? Albanian. Oh, no, oh, your grandpa. My, yeah, gran- yeah, sorry, my sorry. grandma was is the Hawaiian. Right, 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 sorry. So that's how my you get my uncle, you know, Hawaiian Albanian guy. That's why how he was six four. Syracuse a- athletic. So um, he he's actually played. So some summers leading up to his his college recruitment, he played for Nanakuli. They won OIA everything. They had yeah. they had a stacked team, and my grandpa's brother in law. Who was very well connected? He's in in like um, what would you call that? The uh, what's what's the stock market? What is that called? Um, like finance? Yeah, he's okay. kind of a big big name in New York. Okay, his okay. brother in law, Italian guy. You know, we all thought he was maybe you know. I, I see. Yeah. What you're saying. yeah, yeah, we got you. <laughs> Had connections. He took my uncle around to play basketball. He, he went to Rucker Park. He oh. went to all these places. Okay, and they never seen. A guy from Hawaii out there who could <laughs> dunk the basketball, shoot a three-pointer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to call him 5-0 because, you know, Hawaii hey, 5-0. Yeah, yeah, I like that nickname. Okay. And he got a tryout at Syracuse. I don't know if it was Bolheim was there, but I don't know if it was if that was the era. He graduated. My uncle graduated in 91. So it would be Okay, like, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. But, yeah, he got an offer. It's a big school, to too. He got How come offer. he didn't take it? Uh, he was in love, you oh, know. Okay, you know okay. how local boys fall in love, you know, like <laughs> stayed here at home. But he ended up being a successful, uh, only a successful landscaping company, which I, I worked for when I moved back home. Okay. And um, he's doing quite well. He had a clothing line, um, has a beautiful family. So it 
things happen for a reason. Yeah, and I mean it does uh, for sure because that inspired you to get into the hip hop game. Like yeah, you just definitely. Mentioned. You know, he was he was in the hip hop, so he he had a rap group, and just so happens, uh, so when when before I get to that this uh, actual good point, when music converted from tapes to CDs, yeah, he gave me all his old uh, hip hop tapes. Okay. Uh, Bigger and Deffer radio, uh, a lot of LL Cool J. Hey. Bigger and Deffer, um, uh, radio, Walking with the Panther. Um, uh, I believe there was um, a Fat Boys. It was mostly LL Cool J though. Yeah. Um, and I, I he gave them to me. I had a, a little uh, play school karaoke machine. I had a mic and just listening to it over and over, I would recite rhymes. How old are you? How old are you? You know, I must have been like six, seven years old. Dang, okay. You know what I mean? Okay, so you were and young. I was young and, you know, like LL Cool had the swag, you know, and the Fat Boys had this, had this animated, you know, this these characters, you know what, what I mean? What era, yeah. And, and there was a lot of other, you know, old school hip-hop. I can't think of it at the time. Maybe it was Big Daddy Kane, but, um, but yeah, that's really how I got into hip-hop. My mom was already into music. You know, every every weekend we'd spend cleaning the house as a family, and okay. she would play, of course, the the classic Purple Rain, okay. Thriller, you know, um, you know all the pop ninety '80s hits, right, Lisa right. Lisa. So I was already into music. Okay, I feel so, you. And then he got me into the hip hop, and to top the story off, um, they actually had my uncle's group, rap group. They had a audition with. Uh, for House Party 4 when they're in college in LA. Wow. So I was like, wow, my uncle's about to be in a movie. <laughs> yeah. they, didn't, they didn't get the part, but they, the fact that they got the opportunity and I had these tapes and that's kind of where my love for the culture came, started. It, yeah, I can definitely see that, man. So if for the people that are listening and haven't heard of Jordan before, I mean, I mean, he's definitely like a legend in Hawaii for man that sounds weird for you to say that man it's it's an honor like bro it's true I mean (laughs) look at these stats so this is Wikipedia I might be wrong here okay okay bear with me 50 music videos 50 boy 50 50 (laughs) estate how the Drake don't even have 50 music videos what's going on with that can you explain that first like you produce all this stuff yourself or how does this go about I, I mean it's it's a collective process you know just like working with specific producers you want a specific sound you know I work with different videographers there's so many great ones here from the state and you know i've been able to create different um looks from hawaii's culture and and perpetuate it with the music into the videos and And that's what i really respect about you man is like you try to keep everything local like it's not like you're just doing like hip-hop you know and like pretending you're from la or you know trying to move to new york where the game and stuff and it's crazy like you say that because those guys from those places come to hawaii and shoot videos Yes. So it's like, bro, what are we doing? I guess yo, so. Like, That's a good point. Yo, I never thought about that. You're like, right. I'm talking about like some of the biggest artists. He, Kanye. You know what I mean? You're like, right. I didn't think about I, that. There's um uh, so many that come down here and, and have used our backdrops. You know, Kanye, Nicki Minaj. Um, I mean, I can't name all of them off the top of my head, but there's a ton of people. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who've used Hawaii as a backdrop. Stuff too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel you. Um. And so that's what's really cool, though, is about what you guys are doing. Like, you're filming in, like, where you grew up and stuff, too. Like, Nanakuli, oh, yeah, Wai'anae area, you got to. You the got west to. side. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, you're doing it big, man. That's crazy. And some of the other stats that I see over here, I mean, you just recently in 2019, I'm guessing right before COVID. And sorry, wait, on- before to go, go back, I feel like this is a good point for, like, just to, in the hip-hop aspect and, and like, the aesthetic of what hip-hop brings to us. Like, so just to go back, like, you know, we go back to our hoods and, like, we shoot yeah, the yeah. music videos you know, a, a good outlook was brought up to myself and um, 
one of my current producers that I'm working with for, with videography, Killy Grace, somebody compared my recent video, Flags Up, where we had the golf carts yep. and we we're in the West Side, said it gave him a feel of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre's nothing but a G thing. Which, oh, which like touched me because, yeah. you know, that's what hip hop is. I mean, you go to different regions and they're painting you this picture of, of the reality. You know what I mean? And what, just the feel like you watch the video and you feel like you're in Hawaii. You hear the music and you just from the fashion to like the, the etiquettes and just like the way people move and, and do things and all the way down to like the shaka and everything, you know, like it's, that was, that, that meant a lot to me because that meant that we're touching people in the way that we want to reach out to them yeah you know for somebody to compare what we got here to something of that magnitude and it's not even so much of the level of production it's the feel and that's what we want and that's what hip-hop is you go to west coast you watch a video you feel like you're you're riding in an impala driving down (laughs) you know sunset or compton or whatever you go to new york you see the tall buildings the bridges and just got that grimy boom bap and you just feel it down south the scrapers, the cars, the big, the big rims, and the the way they dress, and you know, that's and to every point, other region. Man. So that's yeah. so like for you to bring that up, you know, that means a lot to me. That we're perpetuating and we're we're reaching that level of how it's received. And that's it's crazy though because for one, I mean, this is not a video podcast. We want to get video in here eventually because then you guys can actually see like the passion that Jordan's talking about. Like, yeah, definitely. He's moving his hands, man. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's I mean, it's rapper hands, rapper hands. No, I know rapper <laughs> hands, but I mean, you can just, you exude that passion, man. Like this is what you love. You know, oh, you're definitely. doing it. And so what's really cool about all of that too is when I think about it, there's not really like an established aesthetic for hip hop in Hawaii. You're kind of making that because like you mentioned, there's you've done 50 music videos and you're doing it like in all of the spots that are like iconic in Hawaii. I remember one of your music videos. I can't remember the song. Sorry. It was in uh, Rainbow Drive. Rainbow Drive. Yep. That was yeah, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, that you. was a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that yeah. was dope. I remember a couple ones out in Nanakuli and stuff, too. And that was the aesthetic. Like when I watched those, then I'm like, OK, this is the bar. Where's other people going to get in on this? And I think that's what's hard about like trying to get Hawaii hip hop out there because there hasn't been like an established like thing made, you know, for it. It's more like when I think of like Hawaii music, you think of like reggae, you yeah, know, that's exactly. what we produce the most of, right? Yes, like correct. Rebel Soldiers, Fiji, all of these guys. Correct. Actually, Rebel Soldiers, I think is from Cali, but you get my- No, Rebel Soldiers from here. Oh, okay. Common Kings from Cali. Common Kings from yeah. Cali. Okay, right on. So that's kind of like the thing that you get, but there is a thriving hip hop scene, right? Oh I yeah, mean, definitely. It's not just you. There's other people out there. Yeah, I mean, my, of course, myself. A lot of the most known ones, of course, is Angry Locals, yep. Osna, Crystals, Mox, Mike Three, um, Tasho Pierce is another one, Creed Chameleon, um, and as far as like, I guess they they now call us like the OGs. But you know, we're the OGs is like to me is like hey, Big Jordan's T's. not that old either, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it easy with yeah, the OGs. OGs <laughs> like my OGs is Big T's, Cut Master Spaz, those guys. <laughs> But, you know, there's a lot of new guys coming up who I think are realizing, okay, what the blueprint is. Yes, and now and now they're they're taking what they've learned and perpetuating it and how they would do it. Yes. You know what I mean? So because, I mean, you got some guys like um, this new guy, Ro, um, Myrene, who's coming up. You know, he's shooting out in Waipahu at like a, a backyard barbecue type of thing. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of his his team that they have, and they, a lot of local spots, and I love it. Even the local fashion and everything, and there's a lot of a lot of the kids that are coming up are are slowly gravitating toward that. I'm starting to see less of people trying to make make it look like we said earlier, yes, L.A., see. New York, and I'm starting to see more of the localization of the look. Good, because I figure we, we need that. It's come to a point where we've worked so hard to beat the sound and like 
let people know here, there's something here. There's something here. We just haven't, it took that long for people to catch on yeah. maybe, but then also we've needed to figure out how to polish the pre- presentation. Right. There you go. Because people say we don't have a direct sound. That may be the case, but we all also have to realize that in this place we have alone, it's just a melting pot of cultures, race. So we might not get one specific sound. You know, there it's could good, yeah. there could be, but but there is a certain vibe that maybe we could fit. Not a maybe a, not a particular sound. And I think that is established because of yeah. you know what you did paving the way with like just the type of music videos like you were just saying. You know, people shooting more local. There is a sound. There's a vibe, and also the fashion and stuff like you mentioned. I yep. think. In that yeah, you video, you got to utilize like an old school like. Uh, yes, UH. and shout out to my boy Kevin Fowler with the swap link. Yeah, he let us use the uh, the University of Hawaii yep. throwbacks um, game yeah. worn jersey, <laughs> game go. worn jersey, the Morikami Hawaii jacket. Yep. I mean, yo, it was and like it created a vibe. It yeah, created a vibe, a feel. right? Yeah, I feel exactly. And so people I, don't realize, you know, you're you're into you know c- collecting stuff too. I mean, Hawaii's vintage fashion and Hawaii's vintage pieces are so highly sought out for i didn't realize that the until hats. the video yeah the, the hats, hats. Game, bro yeah i mean anything from fitted nowadays fitted hawaii shout out to them to the starter caps from uh yeah like the starter I'm, cap you're right yo i'm seeing like some of these hats <laughs> go for 300 dollars on people eBay. are buying yeah. it yeah yes yeah i mean you and i both know man like the, the 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 fashion game the vintage fashion game is so hot right now it is and a lot of it people are reaching out to like find hawaii stuff hey i know? like that which is dope it is and it, it kind of and it helps us too with the music because we we, we ha- have access to a lot of it. You know, it's our grandpas or our uncles stuff. You know what I mean? We're now rocking it. Yep. I so feel you. I mean, that's when it's I think a sense when of I pride. think of, yeah, and when I think of the Yayu video, I'm like, that's what I envision you in. You know, I, I think of that jacket and I think of the backdrop. So you guys planned all of that perfectly, man. Yeah, and and shout out to Chris Evamora, who who's the current owner of Rainbows Drive-In, and that's passed down from his grandpa. He took over the business. Shout out to them, not only for one being a, a locally operated business locally owned they own the land they sit on they support local on, on many occasions no problems i hit him up reached out to him gave him my vision he was like no problem let's do it during covid everything sure, that was during you know COVID. during covid you know made sure everything everybody was safe yep. everything was done safely and for him to you know open his establishment and this local iconic backdrop i mean that's what made the video you know what i mean like with everything along with it it was like a perfect storm you know it what was. i mean you know shout out to treasure box studio the dancers who was who were in it um the, the guys who were um from traditions car club who brought the cars out killy gray so dj technique i mean it all came together so perfectly you know so it was a great music video dude and so one thing that i've seen like from everything that you're saying like you know one thing that i can see because this is the first time we're actually like sitting down and having a conversation right we yeah. kind of knew of each other but we yeah, didn't really yeah, yeah. like hang out or talk very like in depth so yeah, yeah, yeah. what i'm getting from you is two things one you're very proud of the music and the culture of hawaii obviously that's the first thing i get you have a lot of pride here two very humble man every single time we're talking about anything and we're kind of gassing it up i'm saying you know this is fire i like this you're giving shout outs i love that uh, you got I love, to man i mean you hey, got hey, to. some people are about themselves though yeah. you know like yeah, that's you, not you know you can't take it for granted right that's what crazy. happens when you raised by one boxer you know what i mean <laughs> if i wasn't you know my, that's, that's a big thing you know I, I was blessed to have a dad with that kind of integrity mm. and you know i come from a giving family you know what i mean our family is all about you know it's 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 the part of the loha spirit too you know yeah. what i mean and i i can't i've this is not just me by myself on doing this all by myself this is 
a collection of, of, of things that have happened to me to put me where I'm at today. You know what I mean? I, I love I, that. I couldn't have done it with the influences without the people helping me along the way to be here. So it's only right, you know? It is. But that's the thing with like growing up in the social media space, right? Like the entire point of this podcast and stuff is that we focus on like social media creators, people that are doing like influencers, you yeah, know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And when you're in that space, a lot of the times you take like, you know, these things for granted where it's like, oh, you want it to be about you. You want it to be focused on you because, you know, it's all about you, you, you. That's how you're going to make your money. That's how you're going to make your bread, all of this stuff. And sometimes it gets lost where it's like, it's not just you doing it. You know, Definitely. you can't do it without the fans. You can't yep. do it without the people liking your posts, without yep. reposting your like, you know, m latest music video. Your friends and family who started in the beginning were yeah. the only ones listening to your yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. And so more often than not, what I've been seeing is like people are so in it for themselves, which is really unfortunate because I wish especially in hawaii where you you know we come from that culture like family yep. first ohana right yep. show love you know like you if, got if, to man yeah you have it takes to. a village it regardless does. in what you do it takes a village you can't do it by yourself is that a product of how we were raised though because i know you're from the west side right? yeah so i don't know if you know much about me but i'm also from a not west side but i'm from Eva. Kauai. O o Kauai. oh <laughs> yeah. Kauai, i'm sorry no no i'm from Kauai. so i lived in kalaheo so it's like southwest side so kind of the same kind of vibe yeah, but yeah yeah it's again very like family oriented is that uh, like Hana Pepe? That's kind of close to Hana Pepe. Okay. Yeah, and my other family lives in Hana Pepe, so kind of in that. So same I've area. I've been to Hana Hana Pepe, and I feel the vibe, and yep. I it feels it feels like country. Like I yes, feel like exactly. I'm in Wamanalo. I feel like I'm I'm in Nanako. Exactly. Okay. So that right there, exactly. So that's why I kind of had like a resonance to the West Side as well on Oahu. But um, so it's just kind of the same thing. Like my grandma is 100% Filipino. Okay. She married a 100% Japanese guy. So we were kind of raised with that same mentality. I don't know if it's a Filipino thing, but family is super important, right? Definitely. So we got that same vibe. And she always used to tell us the same thing. Like, one, remember where you come from. Never do anything wrong uh, to dishonor your family name. Yep. And always be humble. It's ingrained in me, bro. Yeah, and I'm not sure I mean, if that's just... And you're blessed for that. Cause I not, am. I not everybody it. has the same upbringing, unfortunately. Right. And with this era, you know, you look at the selfie camera that selfie camera only points at you you know what i mean oh, so right. that's why when you're talking about like the social media era that's why a lot of people can somewhat somewhat be self self-centered in a way i guess i mean selfie is in the word you're right yeah, yeah i never thought about that self-centered yeah but you, hey man you, got, you know like we dug into it earlier um and i don't want to be too long-winded but you know i was very fortunate in my situation to be pretty much raised in limelight you know what i mean in the limelight that's true and yeah. like i said i was blessed with a dad who wasn't that wasn't he wasn't cocky he wasn't self-centered he wasn't like gaudy he wasn't like didn't want all kind of attention if anything he didn't want to be like in the limelight right but he knew how to handle himself and i was very lucky to have somebody like that and also a grounded mom you know what i mean who who because you know how um wives or spouses of celebrities can be they can also be yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. thirsty. <laughs> so I was, I mean, in, in thirsty for like attention exactly. and fame and everything. Money, items, yeah. And it's maybe it's it's from their upbringing. You know, my my dad came from the, the mud in the Philippines. You know what I mean? Oh, similar to my, uh, Manny Pacquiao's story. And um, yeah. So I, I grew up in the limelight, and I was blessed to have a, a celebrity parent who knew how to handle themselves very humbly, and you know. With, the, with integrity. That's true. That could have been could the complete been, opposite for it you. It could have been the complete opposite. I could have been this jerk or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? That's true. You know, in that way. So it it, it comes from a lot of things for me. So that's that's re the reason why I am the way I am now. There's so many like, uh, like bullets, I guess, that you need to dodge to put it one way is because when you come from that space, right, where you have like this uh, celebrity father and you also want to get into the rap game, 
it's like it's super easy to get lost in that you know oh, like yeah you know because oh, it's yeah. always like the rappers that we see nowadays you have to be wearing the most expensive jordan yeah, you gotta yeah, be wearing yeah, the yeah. bling on your wrist and all this and you gotta be like showing out every single time and i've and know? i've and because i was in limelight early like my dad showed me like you could do all this you ain't gotta do all like this and you don't gotta put this facade on keep it real keep it real and you can still be successful. You don't need all this extra. I you love know, that, man. Boom. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Real, bl- real blue collar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why the way I am today. And and it is that family oriented. You know, you always got to shout to everybody who's helped you come up. You know what I mean? I agree, dude. Because in the end, like no matter how successful you are, I remember my dad always telling me this. There's two things he'd always say. And one is <clears throat> it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. True. And... Two, no matter how how high up on the ladder you are, there's the other side you got to come down and you might see those people, same people you were coming up with, didn't get to as high as you are. You're going to eventually start coming down these levels. You're going to cross paths with these people again. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So make sure you take care of everybody regardless along of what level you're at along the yeah. way. Because when you meet them again and you might need each other, you know what I mean? That's, you're gonna, you, you never know. Why, why would you want to burn those bridges you know True. what i mean so yeah. no and so this is perfect that we've got all of this background and stuff and i don't mind that we went in depth with this because this is like a perfect segue into what i want to like get into next is we were getting onto the topic that you just recently toured with uh rebel soldiers in fiji right in asia um no so uh rebel soldiers was uh the major Asia tour that was okay. back in 2015 i believe okay and then with fiji i toured with Leia Lo- i was along with Leia love and we were touring with fiji in california california and then asia was my own that um, was your own that was my own yeah oh man that was my own so i went out there and to um taiwan and taipei that's where i remember that was your own tour yeah it was but what wasn't my own i went along with um uh a good friend of mine dietrich's um the highland side he's a kumuhula and he knows right so on so backstory so uh, so major Raja 2015 yep. shout out to ray jr rebel soldiers for giving me the opportunity to tour with them not only here in the islands west coast vegas that's huge great experience that's huge i don't think a, a hip-hop artist from hawaii has ever toured like that with a, not a promotion like major Raja. yep yep um shout out to my sis leah love um who i have the song zubland with about nana Cooley. Yep. she brought me along uh tour on in california she was she was uh with Fiji, so I got to, we did House of Blues, sold out House of Blues shows, you know, it's crazy, it's crazy, we'll get to that a little, that little bit later, but then um, um, 2019, off the strength of, of course, the huge year I had with Zublan, and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and going viral with the video, um, there's a, a, so a lot of people don't know that Taiwan, they have indigenous, they're indigenous people there, the Taiwanese are actually, uh, um, I want to make sure I please if you guys are listening you guys know this fact check me in the comments <laughs> um I believe they're they're an Austronesian type of indigenous people What does that mean? So Austronesians are originally from so they got the Polynesians yeah. the Polynesian islands the Austronesians come from of course Australia. Mm, I- <clears throat> and that's and they're tied to the the Asian more the Asian countries. So f- Interesting. So from Japan, yeah. Okinawans, okay. Taiwanese, um, Filipinos. So there's, if you look at that up, there's Astronesian. It's a whole, it's a whole nother. I feel like that's ignorant indigenous. that I didn't know that, man. <laughs> no, it's deep, man. I had no idea either. Okay, and, okay. So when I went on this tour with them, so so they have 
two big festivals, a couple big festivals there. And one of their festivals is geared toward the indigenous tribes of Taiwan. Okay. And there's, I believe there's seven or eight main ones. And it's almost like Polynesians, Hawaiian, um, Sam Samoan, Fijian, Tongan. Right. So just think of it like that. There's like tribes, right, I right, guess, right. indigenous tribes of Taiwan. Okay. And just like anywhere else, you know, they have famous people from these tribes who are musicians or whichever, um, maybe be the case. So they have these big music festivals there. One of them is geared just toward the indigenous stars. And each year they are annually, they do have a theme for these festivals. So just so happens in 2019, their, their indigenous theme was Aloha. So Hawaii, because you know Hawaii, yeah. Hawaiians, you know, is also an indigenous yeah. culture. It was, it was, it was a Aloha themed, but it was geared toward Polynesian. Okay. So they wanted to have, along with their popular indigenous artists, they have or they have this festival. Okay, this in music indigenous music festival for Taiwan. Sorry, I'm, I'm going all over the place. No, 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 I'm following. It's Aloha themed. They wanted Hawaii artists, so they wanted some from different genres, and my name popped up for hip-hop and just what happens the kumuhula who was going to be out there with the the hula halal to dance knew who i was and That's connected awesome. the dots and i didn't think twice man i was like heck yeah let's do this man i'm there my first time to to taiwan and taipei i remember seeing the videos dude they showed out and man <laughs> And there was, it was a two-night festival, and we're talking about thousands of people, yep. and they just showed so much love. You know, Hawaii gets so much love all over the world. Like, I didn't realize, I've been to, I've been to Japan, but not as, like, an artist, you know what I mean? Just as a, as a visitor, you know, traveling, a tourist. But to go into another country as, like, an artist and, and representing Hawaii, like, it blew my mind, like, how much, how receptive they were. Some of these people didn't even speak English. And they were jamming to the music, dancing along, jumping around. Music is, is universal. Yeah, right. universal language, yep. man. I mean, and you know, I, I got the opportunity to also bring along with me um, DJ Jojo Flo, who is the son of Cutmaster Spaz. Oh wow! And and I, part of the reason why it, it was kind of I wanted Spaz to go with me because Spaz, early in my career, was you know helping me out and and um, managing me, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. and guiding me through the earlier my career and he took me on tour to some of my biggest shows i've ever done opening up for bone thugs and harmony jabberwockies baby bash um and he took me on my first couple tours so i wanted to like hey spaz you know i, I want to give back you know what i mean he couldn't go and his son is a dj so i was like can your son go hey it was kind of a trip because you know like <laughs> you're going to another country you know and of course you know how old um, is this guy same age as my sons you know hey, he's, he was actually geez. 15 at the time. Wow. What an opportunity for that guy. So we got the DJ. He got the DJ's first festival on a big stage. And like, it was amazing, man. There's it it so many things along with that. It was an amazing trip. They took us on a tour through Taiwan, Taipei. We got to visit all the tribes. We got to share culture, you know, dive into their culture. It was probably one of the greatest experiences I've had because of music. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like, you guys were like the headliners. Over yeah, there. that's it, insane. Like we're on the billboards and everything, like that's big screens. Crazy. This is like a Coachella type stage. I saw too. it. I, yeah, Huge. I, I wish you could put up the video of it. Maybe we can try to do that in post. But yeah, it, it was insane. Yeah, it's why it was wild. Great, one of the greatest experiences. And that's something that I've been able to bring back here, back mm -hmm. home, and tell these younger artists like, 
do whatever you can to make a trip outside of Hawaii to give you some perspective to realize, I mean, you may, you know, go through some hiccups here or, or some, some hurdles where you get, you know, you, you lose inspiration because, okay, where am I getting with this here? But we're easily accessed here in Hawaii because we see everybody around. True. You know, you can see IA at, at Fulan. You know what I mean? Yep. You can see me, Costco, whatever. Yep. But these people in the mainland, they see it's just on, or wherever the case may be, like around the world, they see it's on social media and our platforms. They love Hawaii. They, they want to visit here. They like our music. And they don't know us. Like how they're not, they don't have easy access to us. So when we go outside, it's like, oh my gosh. Like and to get that feeling to the, that appreciation. It's not like here we don't, we're not appreciated. True. It's just here, we're yeah. here. We're just, you know, it's normal for us. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure like if you go to the Bay, you're going to see like E40 or somebody out. Like it's, it's like normal. If everybody sees this, this person. So it's, it's a little bit different from right, when right, they travel right, outside. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and well, that's, what's uh, good about your upbringing is you got to see a lot of perspective because you oh, guys yeah. traveled quite a bit. Oh, definitely. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing, you know, for anybody that is listening and stuff is, exactly what you said if you can get out and just have different perspectives because one of one of the things that i've always like heard about is small island mentality especially yep. from Kauai, right where oh, it's like definitely. even smaller where you don't know anything beyond this island yep. right so if you don't venture out you don't know what else there is to offer and honestly i had no idea you're from Kauai either i thought you was from honolulu you know what no I mean? no dude yeah so my background <laughs> is actually i grew up on Kauai uh from till i was four years old then i moved to vegas until i was 13 came back finished school in high school in Kauai, and then I uh, moved to Oahu for college. About to say, man, I mean, not, nothing against Kauai people, but, like, your awareness is kind of swaggy, you know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I know a lot of people from Kauai, you know what I mean? It's all, like, maybe very it's country. Vegas, yeah, maybe it's the Vegas part, but that's exactly yeah. my point, though, right, is the perspective. So thankfully, I was raised. And in your Vegas. lingo is not Kauai. You know oh, what I mean? I feel you. That's, the pitch is not there, right? right. I, I'm I can pretty turn sure, it on. I can turn I'm it pretty on sure once do. you go back home oh, and dude, you talk it. to some people, you know. It's a one different the, Bryson. Yeah, one of the first things I remember is when I moved uh, back to Kauai, one of my friends from Vegas came to visit, and I was only home for like four months or something, and he said he couldn't understand me. Wow. When I was talking to him. Yeah, he's dang. like, what are you saying? Your accent is so hard to like, yeah, hear yeah, now. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what? And you can't even tell, because when you're in it, you can't yeah. tell, right? Because this is just what we hear, pigeon yep. all the time. Outside the box, looking in exactly, is Listening so in. That was such a trip for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, exactly. My point with that is like, living in vegas seeing like the world outside you know traveling like around like the west coast and stuff and just seeing different like places and types of people and stuff it really like local kids need that they need it so much yeah they need it so much and they need to learn to that maybe they're taking away for granted because yep. there's no place like here and yep. we say that a lot and it's like okay i get it you know like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. cliche or whatever hey but, go try to live in the mainland where there's four seasons and it's cold as hell you gotta shovel the driveway or, or you know what i mean you can't yeah. even drive anywhere because of black ice or it's dark it's dark for a majority of the day or like go somewhere where it's opposite weather yeah. from here where you gotta lock your door yeah. you can't leave your garage door yeah. open you know yeah. like, let me know how you, let me know how much you know you that. like you know what the difference is now you know your appreciation of course exactly. like you said for back home exactly and so that's so important because like we don't want our you know cakey and stuff to become privileged and just think yeah. like you know just take away for granted yeah. uh, whatever you know i don't need worry about this it's like it's yeah home, hey, but hey parents take your cakey traveling to mainland early <laughs> so if they leave when they leave if they ever leave home or move away they're not culture shocked and freak out when your neighbors don't say hi or like you know you go somewhere and throw a shaka and somebody flips you back the middle finger and oh, you know so many times a lot of my classmates uh when they went to go to school in the mainland right they only lived on Kauai their whole life they went to school in the mainland because they said oh i want to go experience and stuff they never they never lasted past two years 
Yeah. It was such a shock for them. Yeah. You know, they're like, they're crying to their mom and yep. stuff and like they want the care packages. Yep. Send me this I miss the food. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, that's the reality check, you know? Yep. And so that influences so much about like what happens in your life. And I'm sure like those kinds of experiences and stuff influence your music and stuff too, right? Oh, but definitely. All of these different experiences, living on the West Side, seeing like all of these different things, it comes through in the music. Definitely. You know? West Side is not an easy place to live. I mean, if you're not, I think it's, it, it's, uh, it's a different place. To it's live. a different place, place to live. Maybe it's maybe it's understanding. Place. It's it's understanding the passion of the West Side. That's what it is. People are very passionate about on the West Side. That's what it is. Passionate, pri- very prideful, and it's just representing you know where they're from and because the the reputation, people feel like their fight they have to fight harder. You know what I mean? And that comes with the passion. And so I saw this firsthand um, because before this is kind of sad to say, but my friends and stuff would say like when I was in college because I. I never. I wasn't born on Oahu, so I didn't even know these like different locations and stuff, right? Yeah. But my friends in college would always say, "Oh no, yeah, why am I scary? Don't go over there, dude." Like it's it's. They use the word ghetto, you know, like yeah, oh yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But then after, so I was like, okay, I, I, there's no purpose for me to drive out there anyway, so I don't know. Eventually, uh, until you see the beaches. Well, that's yeah, that's <laughs> one big thing. That's one big thing for sure. But then eventually, I was a counselor, uh, so I help uh, students with disabilities, and okay. so. My service area was the west side of Oahu. So I was working at YNI High School, Nanakuli High School, and uh, Kapolei High School. Yep. So I was out there every single day. And the biggest takeaway that I got is exactly what you said. It's a different vibe. It feels like they're out there trying to prove something. And they're trying to like, there's just like a, I don't know, a grittiness about it. You know, yep. like fighters. Yep. And I mean, you see that firsthand with like Max and all of these yep. people coming out of there too. You, your dad and your family. And it's just... There's some something about it, but at the same time, it also feels very comforting. It's so weird to say that because people say, "Oh yeah, why and I is so sketchy and stuff." Bro, when I was out there, that was like some of the, like the safest I've ever felt. If you're part of the community, oh yeah, bro, you're washed out for. It. Oh and yeah, that's definitely. The right? Yep. Yeah. So you know, I was helping out like those families. You know, it's crazy. Their- it's so crazy how much a short conversation. Oh. And some humility will take you, especially on, on my side of the island. It's yes. it's that it's it's the it's the realness. It's the it's authenticity. Authenticity, yeah. man. Like once you, if you see somebody in the store and like maybe they might be looking at you weird, it's probably because they don't. You've never seen you there. Yeah, it's a it's, it's crazy how hey, how's about a good morning? How that would change everything for you. You know what I mean? That's so true. That's a, literally the first day I went to go work. Why and I? I was like. I drive down that coast, you know, and I went to the Wyandotte High School. I never even know where it was. Went over there, talked to the beautiful over campus, there. by the way, overlooking the water. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I talked to the counselors over there, uh, talked to some of the staff, and then met some of the students over there. And then I was driving way, my way back home, all smiles, bro. I was like, because I was laughing in my head. I was like, bro, how the hell can people say like this side of the island is sketchy? Like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's grungy. It's you know, you, you the people over there are like rowdy and all of this. I was so stoked. I was like, these are some of the realest people I've ever met. Oh, yeah. And it's such a good thing to see, dude. Yep. I was so happy. So I have a lot of love for the West Because if they're not real, they'll check you. Oh. They'll check you big time. They will. And they will. And it's not like a, it's not like a, how do I put this? That's just what they, how the, it goes with the culture. Yep. You know, like, it's not like they're doing it because they have like negative vibes about you per yeah. se. It's just, you came in disrespecting. Like, what do and you it's, and it's And it's how we were raised too, like the uncles, yeah. you know. The aunties, like they'll check you real fast. Oh, check the attitude at the like, door. Yeah, if you're, especially if you're not uh, good to your kapuna. Oh yeah, bro, 
Oh yeah, the respect. <laughs> that's the reason why I love that. That's another aspect why I love my side of the island is because, and it's the same thing. Like if you go like to Wamanalo, like EA, yeah, maybe it's just a country or whatever. But um, it's the respect that the kids still have for the elders. You know what I mean? And maybe because the elders still give lickings, but but yeah, man, there's still a, a, a good, resp- there's still a good amount of respect, you know, unfortunately there's, that's a lost in this society today. You know, you go to the mainland, bro, I trip out. I, some, some places where I go like to public, you go to restaurants and like how I hear these kids talk to their parents or like, they're, I'm like, Oh, bro, you're lucky. I don't, I was just, bro, you're lucky you're not in Hawaii. I would scold you right your now. Your legs shaking, yeah. your hands going, yeah, yeah. yeah like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. Cause you don't even need to go that far to see that difference. Cause for me, because I was like traveling around and I got to see different schools and stuff too. West Side, like I mentioned, you know, it's it's very family oriented, a lot yep. of respect, like yep. people like they very listen passionate. to the parents. Passionate, the parents are like all about like, can you just please help my kid? And when you help them, they love you for it. Cause oh, they're yeah. like, Oh, you help my family, you part of my family. That's yep. how it feels. It's like I was saying, you don't even need to go to the mainland to see the opposite side, bro. I was working at a Kaiser, Oikai. Families over there completely different. Completely different. And I, it's just maybe it's an upbringing thing, but those parents are like more in your face and they expect you to do this job. You know, like if you don't help my son, I'm going to sue kind of thing. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. When the other side is just like, they just happy to like that you're out there. Any kind of attention, anything. Yeah. We'll yeah. take anything because so we're the, not used to having anything. Exactly. And those kids are just yelling back at their parents, swearing. And I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, so it, it really is like, you don't even need to go far to see the differences. And that's one of the crazy things about Oahu is like, there's so much just societal differences, I guess, and just the little short bursts of where you are, depending on the island. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm but sure, I love I'm, it it's like it. that on Kauai too. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The east side or north shore is yeah. kind of like, you know, the more privileged side. So yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. a weird, yeah. I Maybe that's just everywhere, but. For whatever's left that Mark Zuckerberg didn't buy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Dude. I feel you. Uh, so going back to like other things that I wanted to talk about, your acting career. When did you get into that, dude? That was actually accidental. Really? I, I, I never wanted to, not, not that I never wanted to, but I wasn't thinking or aspiring to be an actor. Okay. I mean, of course, LL Cool J is one of my biggest influences, you know. On TV. And, you know, <laughs> for him to be, be as, the long, the thing that I'm inspired by LL is his longevity, um, his ability to stay current, and it was always low key the acting thing too. Yes. And being hip hop artist on stage, controlling a crowd, commanding the attention to the music videos, it's somewhat similar to being an actor. I think it's very similar. You know, yeah. and um uh back in two thousand I wanna say two thousand twelve, I got the opportunity to be a TV host of a show called Hawaii Prep Game Week on O C sixteen. Oh, okay. So it was just for the like a sports ESPN show type for the right. high school football. I think kids. I remember that, yeah. And then from there, I was reached out to to for Hawaii Five O. They reached out directly to you. <clears throat> I mean, well, I had a I had an agent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I got an opportunity. Dang. And then I was like, they're asking me, "Oh, do you want to read for a part?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> and of course, being a rapper, I get I get I get casted as the bad guy. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool because that experience right there was so amazing. You know, I was the villain. It was a chase. I got beat up. I had dialogue with the main characters. I mean, Chai McBride, Scott Kahn, Daniel Day Kim, just just to be interact with them on this on the set. It was like sur- it was a surreal out of body experience because and I'm that like, was your first your first gig acting gig. Yeah, 
Wow. And I was like sitting there. First of all, I was before while they're setting everything up, I get to the set and I have my own trailer. Here I am. I don't know what's going on. Like they said, oh, here, we'll take you to your trailer. And you have an assistant, by the way. And you have a golf cart that'll take you around. I was like, okay. And then here, here's craft services or food. Yeah. I'm looking at the menu. Uh, I remember, there's no menu. Like, oh, just tell him what you want. He'll cook whatever. I'm like, oh. What a trip. And this crazy thing is, is I'm sitting there thinking about, okay, what am I going to order? Here comes Scott Kahn, which is Dano on the show. Right. Of course, who, who's also a, a tweeter. I know him from Varsity Blues. <laughs> That's all I always looked at him as. Comes up, grabs an orange and and a coffee, and that was it. And I told him, was like, I was totally like, dang, so do I order like a big breakfast? Or like, you know, <laughs> what, do I, or, what do I do, man? <laughs> so, so from there, I jump in the van with him. We go over to the set, and it's a trip because I'm sitting next to him, and we're just talking story, like regular guy. And unfortunately, during that time, he had – that interview that kind of messed up his reputation here where he uh, was like remember that. dissing Hawaii. Yeah. But from what it looked like, I watched it again after because I've only seen like parts of it. He was kind of just being like sarcastic. The lady was asking me, how do you like living in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, like he was telling, he was saying stuff like, what, how, what do you think is like living yeah, in Hawaii? Right. You know what I mean? What do you want me to say? Oh, it's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that first encounter with him was, was amazing. Totally different person. Than, That's good to hear that. You know, yeah. totally cool down earth guy, talking story. We get to set. I go, I go to the uh, the makeup, like a hair and makeup, and I come out of there, and then I have a. They say, "Oh, this is your stunt double." I was like, "What? I have a stunt <laughs> double? Like, yeah, you can't you can't perform the part where you're getting um, clothesline. You, you have to have a stunt oh. double do it for you." I was like, "No freaking way! This is crazy." That is. And then they take me to my chair. I'm like, "Oh, this is your chair. You can go come take a seat." So I'm sitting down, just like looking around, watching everybody set up. I hear a voice, like a, a familiar voice, come up walking up, talking. Chai McBride. Chai McBride has been on so many, di- so many, so many big movies. You know, yeah. for us, you know, growing up. I mean, if you if you Wikipedia him, there's like a million. I mean, he sits down. I'm like, holy smokes! Like, do I talk to this guy or what? And the first thing he talks about, guess what he asked me? Guess, take a wild guess of what he asked me. What you eat for breakfast? No. <laughs> he says, man. This is we're thinking now. Think about 2013, 2012, that time. Okay. He's like, man, this song is driving me crazy, man. You ever heard "What Does the Fox Say"? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's your first. That's interaction. my first in, interaction with them. I I'll, never would have guessed that. Oh, like, years. oh yeah, man, my kids are things like, man, what the hell? Jump, jump, jump. Like he starts singing the song and stuff like that. And, and your and mind is just I'm going like, crazy. I'm just flowing yeah. with him, you yeah. know. And then Daniel Day Kim sits down next to us, and then Scott Kahn is cruising by us. I'm just like taking this on, like, whoa, what, what is this right now? I've, I've been around, you know. Before that, I worked at the radio station. I was in the music. My dad's upbringing, like, I've been around celebrities, right? But not as one in a chair. As guest part star. of the circle, yeah, as you're right. a guest star like that, yeah. you know what I mean, being treated that way. So it was, that was a cool experience. But then, where I really caught the bug was when everybody got into character, mm. and they said action. And like, you're actually like acting this stuff out. You have to put the, yourself in the, the dialogue. Mind of that villain. Yeah, man. And that's when I caught the bug. And I was like, oh, I love this. I want to do this. I actually. I self-proclaimed myself retired from music so I could do it. I released an album called Flight 808, had a final f- release party and everything. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm going to do acting. Yeah. I'm moving over. 
I'm doing my LL Cool J. I'm doing my Will Smith. I'm doing my Ice Cube. Peace out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and not to mention the check is nice. You know what it I mean? Was, yeah, it must be nice. I ain't got to like, I just act one time and they give me a check. And they give me royalties. Music, I got to make something, promote it. It's a different Figure grind. out a promotion and it's marketing, you know? Grind, yeah. So I thought it was done. But then, you know, like, yeah, that was that's how it, that's how it kicked off was really the you. Hawaii Five O. And you've done other big things, man. I mean, you just were in uh, Jumanji. Jumanji right? with the Rock. The first Jumanji or the f- the sequel to Jumanji, but the first one with the Rock. How many Jumanjis are there? So there's the original one with Robert Williams. Right, that's the one then I know. Then there's the one with the first one with the Rock. Okay. And then you had a second one. There's a second one? There was a second one with the Rock and Kevin Hart. It was a vi- the video game. They were actually like, I don't know oh, if you remember that. I, Oh, where interesting. They, so the first back. one wasn't with Kevin Hart. The first one was with Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. So they were just, it, it's just a uh, It was sequel. a continuation. Oh, I see, they I see. went back into the game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So did you get to work directly with The Rock? Were you in scenes with him and stuff? Oh, yeah. Or? We were d- working directly with them. It was, it was what wild. is that like, bro? Because you went from like Daniel Day Kim, who is, you know, obviously really yeah, big yeah, and yeah. those kinds of guys. But The Rock is next level. And also he's a oh, local yeah. brother, you know? Oh, so. yeah. I mean, super solid. I mean, it wasn't only The Rock. Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart. Nick Jonas. That's some. Um, I went through the Jack, cast. Jack Black amazing cast and and they were all pretty cool and they they interacted i mean the rock you know shook hands talk story whatever i even was able to bring my kids to the set That's and met the rock sick. yeah and you could totally feel that ohana vibe with him hell yeah you know that's I mean? what i like to hear that makes me happy and the, the role i played on on jumanji was we we're part of the, like we we're the henchman of the villain okay so, so why do they keep casting you for these roles? I know, right? But, <laughs> he's the nicest guy in the world. You know, luckily, I had some screen time. Like I had some FaceTime on the screen. And um, the guys I got to work with who were all a part of this this crew of henchmen was all like local celebrities or guys doing their things too. Um, Brad Moku, who ended up being on Finding Ohana later on. Oh, UH okay. football star. Um, Kraytunuale, who's a local hip-hop artist too, with um, as known as Island Air, who does local local stuff too, or does TV and music. Um, Mark Madero. So there's a lot of guys who, who I even got closer to on set. Awesome. And that was an amazing experience in that aspect as well. Is it completely different than TV, the production level for a movie? Oh, yeah. Especially when you, when you got the, uh, a production with The Rock. You know what Is I mean? It just, it, even like our, our, our food <laughs> vendors was crazy. Like we had, we had, um, we had prime rib. Oh. We had a salad bar, a smoothie bar. <laughs> it was crazy. That, that's, that was better than any, like production I've been on I'm sorry excuse me production I've been on as far as like the food catering was with anything (laughs) The Rock was on you're working in a movie with Jack Black The Rock and you're over here getting the most hype because of food Food, nah cause yo it's crazy I mean you know Five O is cool too like it's more like a of a lunch wagon type feel right right um I've done other like movie stuff uh King Kong and Godzilla um oh you're in that one too uh, nah I'm just background I'm just background you know I, I still, even though I had a, that part in Hawaii Five O, I still had to uh, um, get get down in the in the uh, in in the ditch in the in the and and do like all the grunt work too, right, right, you know, right, background right. You to, extra yeah. Yeah. extras. I was on um, this Netflix movie called The Naked Director um, about I don't know this one. about the famous Japanese porn director who got who had oh, the federal I case about this. when he came to film in Hawaii on yeah. an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. So there's you actually were in that movie or in that Netflix show. I was in a bunch of background scenes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize what the movie was, so it came out. I was like, oh damn, my <laughs> kids can't watch this movie. <laughs> They're so actually I, nude on that one. That's I didn't why, right? really, yeah, I didn't really promote it. Okay, so there you I was go. Like, That's you know, why I didn't I'm hear about now, it. But you know, and um, 
I gotta look. I forget what I was in. I mean, I, I saw a lot Mag- of, dude. I have it right here. Resume. Local, Magnum PI. Oh, Magnum PI. Yep. A lot of local commercials and stuff. You got phases of Mahina where you were a lead. Oh, yep. That was an independent film. That was, you know, with the indie films, is they're great because you really gotta dig deep and like get into these emotional dialogues. And that'll that'll just help your like overall acting experience so yeah, much definitely. more. Right. I just recently did one too. It's uh, called Kohoi. It's gonna be on um. The International Film Festival this year Damn, in okay. November. It's about a and shout out to Mitchell Viernes who who uh, was directing it. The story is actually written by Lopaka Kapunui, who does Mysteries of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Um, does all the the, the spooky the the um, what is this that the uh, the, the ghost story stuff. Yeah, the ghost stories. I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> so what's the, what's the uh, the Japanese term for it? Obaka. Obaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, li- li- he got that 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 haunting voice you know what i mean yeah yeah he's iconic to hawaii because you know he does the mysteries of hawaii yep. and everything he wrote the script and it's a story it's a supernatural story about a hawaiian vietnam war veteran who is on the last leg of his life trying to fit into society today be appreciated but also accepting the fact that it's time for him to move on to the next life mm, i see That's and i i play the younger version of him in vietnam Oh wow! So it's a very heavy, that heavy storyline, and I can't wait. It's it's a short indie film, and it it's going to be premiered I think November fourth here at Ward Theaters okay, for the check that out. International Film Festival, and a, a lot of local stars are in that too. Um, Russell Satelle, who's oh, part of nice. a, uh, you yeah, know, I know Russell and um, Br- Bronson Varde. I forgot. I think that's how you spell his name. Um, uh, Mason. A lot of a lot of these local guys. I actors. love. I, see, I love those kinds of movies where they yeah. utilize. A oh lot yeah, of local people. Yeah, because it—it's again, it's a misconception where okay, so who's the biggest like actors or actresses that have come out of Hawaii? I mean, The Rock, obviously, he's the yep. biggest like in the world. But there's so much more than that. You oh know? yeah, there's yeah. a ton. The ability is just crazy because I there's this other girl who's uh, part of High Connect. Her name is Tiana. She's oh Tiana Tully, and I've I've read stuff with her. And to me, she's great. Yo, shout out to my sis Tiana because <laughs> I think that she should have been Doogie Kami Aloha. You know uh, what I mean? From, from the Disney Yo, Plus, right? Yes. Yo, they should have gave that part to my girl, man. <laughs> I mean, shout out to the girl who has it. You know, she's definitely, I'm sure she's put in work for herself. I haven't watched it yet. But if you're going to shoot something like that in Hawaii with somebody with a Hawaiian name, if you have somebody who can play the part. And she can. She can. She's she would have, I think she would have aced that thing, man. I. It probably it might have been a bigger show than it is because I don't know too many people that watch it. Yep. Which is you I mean, know, they not to take away from anything from they could have even put Auli Carvalho on there. You that know, would have been amazing. Moana. That would have been cool too because she's technically has she's on Disney, but she it was just her voice from Moana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could actually use her, and she's Hawaiian too. You know, she goes to school right. with my son. You know, at right, Kamehameha. Right. So I think yeah, man. I think that Isn't Disney. That crazy? Wait, sorry to interrupt. You. Isn't that crazy that a big name from the voice of Moana is going to school with your son? I know, crazy. What yeah. the heck, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I mean, think about it though. It's like people can say that also with The Rock and McKinley High School. I guess so. You know? I, that's probably your biggest call to fame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I ate lunch yeah. with that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure kids say that at Why Not High School with Max Holloway. You know what I mean? Gotta be, gotta be. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, so I I, I just gotta throw that in there. You know, no no disrespect to the actress who plays Doogie Kamilo. I mean, they did get it right with Jason Scott Lee as the dad. You know. But um, so you read, you tried to read for some of these parts too, then in these shows. I mean, a lot of us we read for all these things. I see. Okay. I, I've I've That's read for for Doogie Kamaloha, like we talked about DJ Min one earlier, um, NCIS Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. So it's only a matter of time. It's all about the look. It is. It you know? is. 
and I mean, you're a villain, so if there's no villains. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dang, man. I got to start smiling more, right? you know? It's so Maybe I got to make, like, I, more love out. songs or I'm something. Out because you're, like, one of the nicest guys, too, so it doesn't make any sense. You probably play a better actor as, you know, more yourself, where you yeah, can yeah, be, like, yeah. not as, like, evil. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, like I said, maybe it's the rapper thing, you know. It could be. I, I don't know. You got some uh, great headshots that I've seen, like, you know, that you do in, like, the shadows and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. your profile pic, that yep. looks pretty, like, villainy, I guess. Shout, shout out to Taco Eye um, photo. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I, I got to start taking, like, nice headshots and, yeah, like, with the, 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 the Purridge kind, yeah. you know, <laughs> pictures, the studio kiss pictures and that's stuff, man. That's what you man. need, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. And see, that's crazy because. It's only been a couple of years and you have all of these roles on your belt and stuff and you're still young. You're only getting better at this. So is there like an aspiration that you really want to try to do where you want to like be a headliner for a show or like do you really want to do the movie route more? Like what's your goal, I guess, with this acting career? Um, I think I think for me, it's just not rushing it and letting mm. letting it be what it is, but also like on my part always always being ready for any yes. moment so i think for me as long as i'm ready as long as i'm in shape as long as i'm you know sharp with my my lines sharp with the music sharp with everything just always be training yeah i guess you could say like my dad you know like his thing was always even though he's in off season every day he's still going to go out there and run six miles every morning and just be make sure you know he's always ready for something so yeah. for me i just always want to be ready because that next role could be the big the next big role my my big role could be my next role. My big breakout single, you know, nationally, maybe some Bruno Mars type level might be my next one. You're right, yeah. So it's just to always stay sharp, always stay creative, always be willing to learn and embrace the next generation because I feel like, you know, they have that freshman energy just coming mm -hmm. into high school. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of guys, OGs, tend to like, sometimes be like, oh, that's whack. Or like, no, I remember the back in the day, you know what I mean? And I, and that's how LL, guys like LL Cool have been able to, and Ice Cube have been able to stay current. You yeah. know, guys who I can relate to because of their film and music experience. You, you know gotta, what I mean? Yeah, you gotta embrace the next generation, yeah. I think, you know, because yeah. they, they provide insight that you might not have. You yeah. Know? And if you don't want to be rigid, but- Things I, change, times change. Exactly. And if you don't adapt, it's adapt or die kind of thing, right? Yeah, definitely. But I love exactly what you said. Uh, I think, I can't remember the exact quote, but basically it's like luck meets- Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity or something. Proud right there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You hit it right on the head. Yeah. So I guess you can say that phrase right there is pretty much my goal. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, I want to be this huge actor. Or I want to be this huge artist. Well, thumbs, thumbs. I mean, you know, when it's my time, it's my time. But in the meantime, I can't let myself, you know. Put off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. I still got to keep going with this marathon. You know what I mean? Because there's other people that want that just as badly. Oh, just as bad. More than yeah, you yep. know. And so if they're if they're working and you're staying the same, they're yep. gonna overtake you. Exactly. That's the thing. So, but I love that man because you're always like one of the things that I got from this too is you're very well spoken, which is good, you know. And it's because you've been behind the mic your whole life, and I think yep. that's super important when you're gonna be like an actor or whatever it is, uh, even if it's just like you know casual TV shows and stuff that you want to be on. Because that ability to speak is like something that you can't really teach. It's something you have to just put more reps into, right? Oh, yeah. It's all about reps. Exactly. Yep. Dude, I love it. So how did it happen when you, like, you know, you said you got this farewell thing and you were going to go straight into acting. <laughs> and then all of these crazy music videos happen and all of these great songs come after your retirement, apparently. You know, I've spoke about this before. Really? I don't know what okay. it is. I mean, I don't want to be preachy or anything, but for whatever reason, 
God has put these opportunities in my life again and again. Like I tried, I tried to quit music. I've tried. I tried it. I thought, okay, I'm done. I've, I've had my run at it. But for whatever reason, there's always been another opportunity he's put in front of me. Like, it's not like something I was like Actively working seeking. hard for. Like, mm. oh, I need to do this. Like, and, and, and chasing. It's just like I retired, did the, I was doing TV and, and movie stuff. And then all of a sudden, Jordan T, local singer, has this huge single called Sunset Tonight. And he, it was like the sing, song of the year for 2013, I think. Big, one, the, the biggest song of the year. And just so happens, he was on tour in the Bay Area. And we were already talking on, the, on a DM, just like, you know, friendly kind. Right, right. He was on tour in the Bay Area. My homeboy, um, TJ, who's a DJ out there, um, TJ Max from the world famous SBC DJs. Shout out to my boy TJ in the Bay Area. And um, Jordan T was out there doing a show. And they come across it. They interact with each other. And he's like, yo, you got to do a song with my boy IA. And, and Jordan T's like, yo, I've been talking to him. And then from that conversation, we got into a conversation of doing a song. Hey, let's do a song together. And I had this, you know, as an artist, you know, always writing, you always have ideas. Right. And another perfect storm. I just so happened to go hang out with, shout out to Jim Hurdle at his house at the studio. And he was playing me some beats. And this is something that I just had an idea of. And he gave me this beat that just so happened fit the lyrics that I was doing. And then I'm in this oh conversation with Jordan T. What are the chances, bro? Jordan T comes to Oahu for a show. We go and record this song. And the recording session with Osana was so like, we did this song. We must have recorded this song in, in 20 minutes. Whoa. Like It was just that flawless. 20 minutes. I mean, it's one, it was one of those things Perfect like story. weren't even trying. Wow. You know? And... We uh, submit the, uh, or we do the music video. I fly, because Jordan T is out of Maui. I fly him down and uh, we do the music video. The song is called Love on This Beach. We release it. This is where I, this is right here is where I, I found, I've experienced the power of social media. Okay. In the video, Jordan T is wearing a farmer's market shirt, farmer's market Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Keone Payton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's wearing, we released a video. The song is good already. But then, this is the, the height of Farmer's Market. They're like blazing. They're having those sold out um, lines, lines around the corner. Before, right. Yeah, for the releases. Jordan T's wearing the shirt. We released the video. They see the shirt in his video and they post it on their, on their Instagram. Mm. This video, I think, gets like 20,000 views in like one day. All their followers, all their friends, everybody starts reposting, reposting, reposting it. This thing goes crazy. Ends up on, I don't know if it was on Island or KCCN or what, what radio station was on. Uh-huh. And then um, Dr. Wiz, who does the artwork for Ray Jr., was like, who's also a friend of mine, reaches out to Ray. He's like, hey, man, I, hey, yo, the song is blazing, bro. You know, he connects me with them. They put me on tour. I do, I'm, and then I'm, now I'm on the major Asia tour. <laughs> <laughs> After oh, wait a second. I thought I quit. I was done with music, y'all. I was done. I was hey, done. Hey, even Michael Jordan came back, bro. <laughs> Bruh, I was done. That I was, was thing. done. Like, I, yo, before that, I mean, I went through so much in the music. I even became a radio DJ. I was, I did big shows. I performed at the Blaisdell, the Waikiki Shell. I was traveling with BET. I opened up for Chris Brown, Neos, and one basketball game. I thought I did it all. 
I thought I did it all. I won a Hawaii Music Award. I was nominated for the Hoku's three times. I was like, okay, I'm done. That's why, you know, I've, I've done it. Now I'm going to do this TV thing. Yeah. And then this happens. The Jordan T song. And then, boom, it starts off this crazy run. Then I, then I have a song with John Maoli. Then I have this song with Hakuman. Then I have a project with Hakuman. And now I'm opening up shows for Ray, Ray Sherman, Ty Dolla Sign. Bro, it, and doing it all these things. It seems like after the retirement is... You were even bigger than before. I don't know what it was, man. Like I like in and and for whatever reason, like I said, I'm not trying to be preachy, but I came to a point where like, okay, God, this is obviously something you you want me to do, so I'm just gonna take your lead. And ever since then, man, I mean, stuff's just been not. I don't want to say so much falling in my lap, but it's just effortless, effortless, effortlessly has been happening. These things, occurrences, have been happening all the way up until like. Zubland, where I had this crazy year, another crazy year with Leia Love, song about Nana Cooley. I wasn't making it. Get better than that, I yeah. wasn't making it to be some kind of like huge single. I didn't even think it was gonna. I'm not saying it was gonna do good. I'm just saying that potentially, I thought it was more so for the the, the hood. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But and, that's where the best music is made when it's just yeah. organic like that, and you just it's off the cuff. It's something you love, and then if it takes off, that's even better, right? Yeah. That's like the definitely. ultimate. And, that's so sick, dude. And and that's the reason why I am the way I am today, is for whatever reason I was put in this position. So now I have this. I feel like I have this responsibility not only to my OGs who paved the way for me, guys who have been in it and put so much blood, sweat, and tears, like I have into it. I'm doing it for them. Who some some people aren't even alive. Some people who aren't in the game anymore. All those times that they they spent sacrificing. And then for the next generation, helping them build. Because I'm not going to be here forever doing this. You know what I mean? I got to eventually, there's going to be eventually a day where, you know, I, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, or I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But at least I've set up a blueprint to influence business-wise, you know, art, stylistically-wise, artistically-wise, professionalism. I can build all these things so I can give this blueprint to the next generation. Because there's got to be, that's got to be why I've been put in this position. So now I'm trying to like pay it forward. Because it's been giving me all these experiences and all these blessings. So here you guys go. You know what I mean? All these young artists, if you ask them, man, I, I reach out to a lot of them. Like, yo, if you need something, hit me up. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, to the sh- and I'll never I'll never not shout out to them, but the OGs, because I wouldn't be here without them. That's beautiful, man. So. I love that. I love that. And that's, that's exactly what I mean about, you know, just Hawaii doing it for family and doing oh, yeah. it for something more than just yourself, which is so huge. Because it's, big, it's bigger than me, man. This urban Hawaii hip hop scene, the urban scene in general is is so much bigger than I am. And, and it's so much bigger than music. Media, I think there's a, this is the time now where it could get even bigger. Oh know? yeah. And it's not just the music. It's the fashion too, you know, like from the sneaker culture to the, the stuff we wear. Right. You know, we're influencing the world right now. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's why I'm so happy when I see people like yourself doing it big. And then also people like Max Holloway, you know, doing it big. Coming from small town, like Nanakuli Waianae area, yeah. it's like, bro, see, the potential is there. And I think especially, especially where you're from, bro, that, that area of the island, you got to give these kids hope. And you got to oh, show definitely. them that it's possible. Yep. You know, it's not, you can't. There's a lot of talent, too. That's what I'm saying. And I don't want to just, just, you know, I mean, I love my side, but I don't want to just leave it just to them. I mean, every... I think every community, you know, has something to offer. Has something to offer. But I, I, I give it up for the outer island guys and for guys in like lower the income country. areas. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because it's like 
the, you have less. And that's yeah. like you said, don't take away from anybody out here. Yeah, you know, Hawaii yeah. is Hawaii no matter what. Yep. I love you if you live in a million dollar house. I love you if you live in a shack, you know, on the side yep. of the road. But there's something to it where when you have less and you can work your butt off and get to these goals. You don't want to go back to where. Yeah, know. it makes you. It, it, I don't know. I just feel like that creates a different kind of human being, you know. And so whatever it is, that's what I love about that. And I love, you know, that inspiration that you guys provide and stuff because. Those kids, like, seeing them directly, working with them, bro, they need that kind of stuff in their life. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing more gratifying than, you know, when I drive through Nanakui to my grandma's house and, you know, the kids stop me in my truck. I'm like, what's up, IA? Yo, IA, what's up? You know what I mean? Or they're rapping my lyrics or somebody sends me a video of them doing something to the song, like, especially the younger generation. You know what I mean? That's that's the best feeling in the world. And what's crazy, because of the career that you have and, like, the career that Max has had and all of these people, you guys still live where you guys live. Yep. You could you could move to some place, you know, more in town where it's easier, where you're going to be all the time. You choose to live in that same side of the island. You like that. You know, I that's, feel comfortable. That's crazy to me, though. You know, like that's yeah. so awesome because a lot of people wouldn't do that. You know, like yeah. once you make it big, it's like, all right, peace. I'm out yep. of here. You know, like, yep. <laughs> time yep. to get the house in Hawaii kind now. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's not it's not like two like some of the guys that come from the mud, like in the mainland, you know, whether it be like like the mainland is a lot more dangerous places. Yes. So they can't live in the hood. No. <laughs> so for us, we can still live in the hood because it's not we don't have that That's same kind true. of issue. That's true. Which is a blessing too for us. So why not? Why not do it? That's where we crazy feel comfortable. Too, yeah, because even though if you do have money, I didn't think about this. If you do have money on that side, it's not like people are gonna come after you because they're still like your your family. Yeah, and whatnot, relatives. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's a good point. Okay. And there's a, there's, there's something about Hawaii, not just the west side, but I think just Hawaii in general. There's a certain certain kind of integrity that people have. And that, that's why celebrities like coming to Hawaii is because the local people don't bother. You know what I mean? Like they're sure. doing their thing. That's true. And I mean, they're not getting crazy paparazzi or bum rush at the air or at the mall or anything like that. You know what I mean? You know who is bum rushing them is other tourists. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, you know, when we, when the rock was shooting Jumanji, people waiting outside was all like military or yeah, tourists. It wasn't people like, you know, Kula Ranch. It wasn't people like from like EA and Kahuku or just wait, you know what I mean? And it's, if, if they do ask, the rare occasion where, uh, you know, local they feel shame. Yeah, they get like, shame. Yeah, they, they're really like scared and they're yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Mr. You know, yeah, the yeah, rock, yeah. can I please have your autograph? Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's, it's a shame thing because they, they're like, you know, they don't want to bother, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, People yeah. get shamed, like, oh, nah, he's doing his thing. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's a respect thing. I mean, yep. he's out at dinner with his family. Let him eat dinner with his family. What yep. if somebody came up to you and was like ruining your dinner? You know, oh, yeah, like, definitely. Hey, take a picture with me really fast. And trust yeah. me, man. I've we've we've had times where when my dad is like about to like take eat, eat, <laughs> think about his spaghetti, and someone's like, oh, hey, what's up, champ? Can I take a picture? And like, he's not even like done chewing his food. He's like, <laughs> hey, <shaka." laughs> that's crazy, dude. <laughs> what a life you live. That's. I, I love that you give it up to God and stuff too. You know, like I don't, I don't know, like I mean, everybody I mean, and never, never, not everybody's the same, but you know, there, there's something that comes that they're grateful for. You know what I mean? And it can be whatever you me, believe in. Yeah, I, yeah. So I'm a Christian, and I, you know, I believe in God and stuff, all of this. But I, I think it's always important to like believe in something higher, or believe like, in something yep. like more than yourself, because again, it's like all of this luck or whatever you think it is, opportunities that come. I feel like it has to be something more that's providing this. You know. And it's to each his own with their faith, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. why I like, you know... Some people be- call it karma. Some people call yeah. it God, whatever. Karma, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy is a good word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those guys. <laughs> that's a little bit different, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's all about the energy you put out and it'll come back to you. I karma, you put it out, it'll come back to you. You know, you know, prayers go up, blessings comes down, yep. share it with everybody. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. That's, 
Yeah, that's exactly right. Like I feel, I feel like I heard that from Chance the Rapper, but it was a great message, you know. Chance is dope. Yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe. All right. So one last thing I want to try to get into. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy guy. No, no worries. Where did the sneakers come into play, bro? Because you're a huge sneakerhead, low key. Um, well, like I said earlier, my uncle, who was a basketball player, yeah, and um, he was the sneakerhead. Okay. You know, um, growing up. My mom was witnessed it because he begged my grandma for Jordans. You know what I mean? I think Jordan fives were like his big thing okay. back in the day. And yeah, that was like because of I was influenced so much about him. So there, it was him. And then my mom and, and my uncle's cousin, um, Joy, who came from New York. He lived in New York. He was also a big sneakerhead. So they were like, you know, always in the sneakers, sneakers, sneakers. I was a ba- I played basketball. I lived in San Diego or California and, you know, I played basketball. All the ballers had the, you know, it was, it was, it, it must be the shoes type of thing, you know, yeah, Spike yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you want to play and look good. So I was wearing, you know, Air Jordans. Jordan was my guy. So the sneaker culture, I think I was part of it because of I was a basketball player. I was influenced by my uncle. I was influenced by hip hop. And that was just part of it. You That's couldn't be you couldn't be a dope basketball player unless you had sh- the dope shoes. Right. You couldn't okay. be a dope MC or you, the coolest kid in school if you didn't have the shoes. You know and what I mean? So that's where it's interesting because you're it, so you're basketball first, but because you're also you know a hip hop artist, a rapper. Yep. That's huge on the scene too. Oh yeah. So it was like you're already into this before you got. Into I mean, this rap career, when right? I was in high school, it, Air Force Ones was big. We had to have the and we were into custom customized Air Force Ones where oh. we take our our uh, our Air Force Ones to the the shoe repair guy yeah, yeah. in Cali and we would have him put the paisley the, the bandana oh, on the Nike okay. checks yeah. or or you would get the like the fake Gucci or whatever <laughs> yeah, and right, they're huh? doing they're doing the remix the kicks back in the day and dude paint them so it was Air Force Ones and Air Jordans of course you know everybody like I was a big so when I was younger 11s of course were my shoe okay you know would and you say that's your grail that was my grail for the longest time okay. But having them for so long and just the way they fall apart, you know, I must say, man, one of the poorly, poorliest made retro shoes um, makes me sad out of all of them. Because, the man, the bottom falls off. Everything falls apart, man. Like, dang, <laughs> MJ, come on, man. Your most one of your most iconic looking sneakers. You know what I mean? It's his I, favorite, too. I Yeah, I think I, I think I think it's it's the. Uh, for him, I think he said it's the 11s, the 3s, and I don't know what his third favorite is. But I know the 11s is his favorite. The 11s too. were the switch to style, that's why. Yeah. Or it wasn't more basketball It's function. Tinker too, right? Yeah, that was the last Tinker, I think, yeah, or yeah. one of the last ones. Yeah. yeah. So that was my grail for the longest time. And within the last, I say, like 10 years, it switched over to the 1s. Because I have- It lasts forever. I have a pair of 1985 ones that I could still wear today. You do. You know what I mean? I have the black and white- Hey, the Chicago ones. Up, yeah. I wish I had the box. Okay, still. <laughs> and crazy story. You want to know how I got them? I want to hear this. Yes. Let me let me tell you. Because as a sneakerhead, you know we stumble across these gems and these grails. I know you you get lucky too on gold every once in a while. I see you, you know, or like these those boxes you Bruh, get. This is a swap meet story. I'm gonna be. Bruh, no. Okay. Well, kind of. It's, it's 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 a storage story. Oh, even better. So when I was in high school, my mom, um, her boyfriend was cleaning out. Her boyfriend at the time yeah. was cleaning out his storage. And he was getting rid of all this stuff. And he's like, he told me, hey, I have like, you know, some old old stuff you want. I'll, I'll bring it by. You can check it out. I'm, I'm just going to donate them or whatever. Brought this box. He's like, hey, I have like these yo-yo patches. And I have all my old basketball shoes. I wasn't even paying attention. And I look over. I did like triple take. 
I was like, when did you go to high school? Oh, yeah, we graduated in 84. I was like, oh, these are your old basketball shoes? Like, yeah, you want them? Air Jordan 1, Chicago 1s from 1985, size size 10. Size 10. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take them. I'll shoot, I'll take them. You got those for free. I'll take them. Yeah, he gave them to me. He was going to donate them. That's Gave them to me. Yo, so shout out to blessings uh, on blessings, shout baby. out to Uncle Ben. <laughs> wherever you are in the world. Sorry to make up my mom, but thank you for these Air Jordan ones, Chicago ones, 1985. Bro, you and know the value of those now, right? I mean, it, it's insane. I'm not even trying to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to have MJ sign it. You know? Oh, that'd be cool. I'm trying to find a way where I can meet him and have my daughter because she's only 13 go up to MJ. Because I know if I were to go up to him. Oh, it's not happening. You know, like, he ain't gonna do it. <laughs> that guy doesn't sign anything. Yeah, anymore. it doesn't. That's crazy though, dude. But that's awesome. So it's it's worn too, which is great. So you can actually wear it. And those things are yep. tanks, bro. They don't oh, fall yeah. apart. No. Nah. Yeah. And that, and that's why the the ones have turned into my girl. I've always had like ones um here and there, but not as much more so until like late, like maybe like two thousand seven, thousand eight is where I started kind of Okay, I'm 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 just gonna wear ones. I'm tired of throwing away yep. my threes, my fours, my fives. And so a lot of people think this is the misconception, right? Because uh, my audience mainly they're like in the mainland or you know all over the world, right? So it's the difference or the reason why I used to love fours and then switch is because people don't realize humidity is a oh, big yeah. factor in shoes in Hawaii. Man. Yep. You yep. can't have like these shoes that like fall apart because yep. they will. The glue and stuff just comes apart. It's humidity. Yep. The ones because it's all sewed in and stuff, it doesn't fall apart. Yeah. So it may the boot be, is sold it, so, uh, yeah. So honing, yeah. And so even though like the ones are popular and hype, I don't love it so much for the hype. I love it because the durability. Yes, aspect. yes, yes. Especially when you have the OG colorways. Oh, those are beautiful, you know? bro. Yeah. I mean, I would like to stick to OG colorways, but you know, yellow is the, the jam, bro. The, that's one of my favorite. Well, shoes. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's why I wore my Wu Tang shirt. The pollen, love it, dude. The pollens with the you know, it's like the SB <laughs> Wu Tang dunks a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have those, so oh, when I see I the pollens come out, I was like, bro, I gotta get these, man. Same. I like to stick to the the OG colorways because it's what he wore. I feel like. Jordan brands sometimes they go get out of hand when they make these crazy oh, colorways. I like, know exactly what you mean. Like he didn't wear this. Like I, I wear the shoes because of the nostalgic moments that he had in this shoe. In the Chicago's, bro. Yeah, you, it you doesn't know, get better than that. Chicago ones, the black cement threes. You know what I mean? Oh, BC threes are beautiful. The, That's what Tasha wore. You know Tasha. Yeah, she yeah, came yeah, into yeah. the podcast. She was wearing her BC threes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, I mean, that's the everyday wear. That's like that's exactly. like exactly. Th- that's our vans. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And she got a crazy collection too. You know oh, what I mean? It, it's not she even. got the SB. Um, the 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 Wu Tang dunks. Yeah, she does. She has like everything, bro. It's it's honestly ridiculous. Like I freak out looking at her collection. Yep. But that's what I mean. Like Hawaii, we we are kind of like just underground in so many like areas, bro. But there's like people that have like crazy sneaker collections, oh, yeah. or you know, like have crazy like rap game and yeah. all of this stuff, or like acting chops. Like I, that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast is it gives a voice more so to people and try to give them an international presence where they can kind of see like Hawaii has a lot to offer. You know, like yes. there's a lot of cool people out here. There's a lot of great stories out here, and we're and we're at the cut. We're we're at this moment too, where it, it's. I feel like it's just gonna blow up. Every like, you think it's, so? It's. I mean, we got the Rock. We got Nicole Scherzinger's on on every singing contest show. Brett now. Rock is doing Nike commercials. Brett Man Rock, Bruno Mars. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's so many people from Hawaii that are are in the mainstream now. Or I have Hawaii ties. We need those guys to come back and live. Carissa here. Moore just won the gold medal. Oh you know yeah, I mean? there you go. Yeah, not to mention you know, our athletes are always. You know what's funny? Chris Styles told me. You know what our greatest Hawaii's greatest export is? Athletes. <laughs> that's 
Tua Tango Vailoa, Marcus Mariota, Max Holloway, all the fighters, the UFC fighters, the boxers, How everything. Many fighters are in the like UFC right now. They're out of the west side of Oahu, even a lot, bro. I mean, BJ Max, Max, yeah, another yeah, one. BJ Palin, yep. yeah. Max, Yancy Medeiros, um, man, there's a lot, there's man. a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot for See, the west so side alone. What is that? There's there has to be something. Is it something in the water, bro? Like. <laughs> It's like that sense of pride, and you know what I mean. They're fighting for like you know, like you said, man. Gritty, but gritty is the gritty. best word. Yeah, yeah, man. So I mean, I think we're at. So I think fashion and music is like something's big is about to happen. I mean, Kini's was it Kini Zamora? He's the the designer. I think oh he's yeah, been on yeah. The, um, top model or top fashion. He's done his thing, and Sig Zane is designing uniforms for Oregon's Oregon and you know what I mean oh, like I didn't know that okay they have the Ohana yo you University of Hawaii you guys need to get it together because why is Sig Zane designing Ohana uniforms for the University of Oregon I have that shirt bro I didn't know that was a local guy that designed that Sig Zane yeah I have that shirt yeah from the Oregon big one. island yeah because there is no UH ones that look like that bro what are you doing <laughs> I know Cavit Cavit from Light Sleepers has even offered to do like to get their merch and like their designs like Yo, UH, you can do so much, man. They could. Yo, and why is Sig Zane designing for Oregon? You know what I mean? Like, that drives me nuts. That is. That's, that's a whole other podcast, that fashion. <laughs> I love it, bro. This is what I mean, the passion that you have. Yeah, passion yeah. for Hawaii, man. We got to, because what's happening in today's society, especially here in Hawaii, is that we're, we're getting pushed out of our culture. So we got to stand firm. We got to represent, stay home if we can. And figure out how to make things happen here and represent who we are. That's that's always a big issue, and a lot of people don't know that either. Like <clears throat> Hawaii is like figuratively and literally, the Hawaii culture is you know being yep. slowly forced out, which is really sad. Yep. Um, so that's why there is so much passion when you see people like you know camping out to protect the mountains yep. on Big Island, yep. or you know all of this other stuff. Or like, you know what I mean? Like that's and that's just that's just the, the the tip of the iceberg. You know what I mean? There's so much other things, even just local culture. Period. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just this is one of the most disheartening things to me. I was just having this conversation with my uh, wife the other day. Is one of the sad things is that eventually it, there's going to be no such thing as pure blood Hawaiian, just because no. everything is getting like more diluted every, as the generations pass, and that makes me really bummed out. And I also saw another statistic or something like the Hawaiian language. If people don't keep speaking it on a regular basis, it's going to get lost. It's going to become a dead language, which yep. is also really sad. Yeah. You know, so I, that's why I really like love people like you, man, that put on for Hawaii because try to keep keep that culture alive. You know, where just whether it be in your music videos or you know giving the shout outs where it may be, but always repping Hawaii and having that pride. It like it gets people like into that same mindset where like you know what I actually am proud to be from. Yeah, definitely. This, we got to, place. man. You go anywhere else in the world, there's celebrities from their 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 neighborhoods or their where they're from. They go hard for where they're oh, from. New York, you yeah. Know they what I mean? repping NY, you all know? of this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean I just watched Nelly's speech at um the BT Hip Hop Awards and how he was talking about St. Louis. You know what I mean? Like but that that was like a little bit teary eyed because I seen you know, we seen his uh his story, we saw him grow up in the industry and, and what he had to do, you know what I mean? And, and get to where he was, no features, no no cosign, nothing. And he was repping for St. Louis. Nobody was doing music out of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Say, I don't know any other St. Louis guys. Ex- ex- exactly. So like, even if it might not be me, it might be the next kid up or whatever. I mean, I mean, we, technically, Bruno's is not a hip, Bruno Mars is not a hip hop artist, but he is a musician for us, right, you know? Right, right, right. And he's definitely on that next level, Beyonce, Jay-Z level. I haven't seen him put out anything like, any albums or anything recently though well he has a silk sonic out with anderson pock mm, okay uh, what you doing 
Where you yeah. at? We got plans. I mean, that's that's fire. But I'm it sure. Is, but there's he's no got, album though. He's got. Oh, it's coming out November. Oh, okay. It, it's him, Anderson Park, and Bootsy Collins. Oh, wow, that's like legendary stuff right there. Interesting. How many music videos has he actually filmed in Hawaii? Bruno Mars. Yeah. I don't think he's filmed any. And meanwhile, we have IA on the podcast that has filmed 50. So we can end right there, guys. Hey. 50 versus zero. We know who the true champ no, is. No, no, man. Shout out to Bruno, man. Shout out to Pete. What up, Pete? I need I a collab, it, though. I need a collab. I love it, man. But I, I, there's so much more that we could talk about, but I feel like this is a good place to end, man. Like, you have so much to offer. Like, you have so much versatility in so much areas, and I love that you can just pivot and you succeed. Like, that's such a cool thing to do because, again, preparation meets opportunity. So... When you had the chance to get into like TV and film, you took it, you rode with it, you're killing it, and you can still go back to the rap game, hip hop game, whatever you want, because you have that in your wheelhouse too. You know, like just keep being diverse, having like these different things in your repertoire. It's like this is so important, man. So I love that so much. We could literally talk forever, but part two coming soon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I'd be happy to bring you back on, man. There's so much we yeah. can talk about. Like even just the boxing, we didn't get deep into that, dude. Like you must have some crazy oh, stories. Man, we got stories for days. With exactly. That See, exactly. So we gotta have him back, but. Please go listen to IA on YouTube. Where else are you? Spotify, all, all Apple. Your, all, the, all the digital media outlets, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, everywhere. Yeah, please listen. We'll put we'll put some links in the description of wherever you guys are listening so you guys can check it out over there. But again, if you guys are from Hawaii, you should be listening to this. Even if you're not from Hawaii, you should be listening to this. Yes, so sir. thank you so much for coming in today, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you. it, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, nice. no problem, man. All right. So everybody, thank you for listening. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Until then, aloha. We will see you guys. Peace. Hey. <laughs>